Dark Worlds Chapter 6, Herr Sprengler's House Dark Worlds has an inbuilt map. However, it is covered with a fog of war effect, and everywhere I haven't been is fogged out. Luckily, I see Holly Hill is very near the tube station, so coming out of the tube station, the circle of the map clears and I see the name. Looking left and right to find a break in the traffic, I cross the street, avoiding a rag-and-bone cart with its clip-clopping horses. A short way up on the right, number 11 is a four-storey red brick house, but narrow. A flight of steps climbs to the black-painted door. I step up to the door, rap and listen. No answer. I knock again and wait while a motor car motors by behind me. I glance over, but I don't have any driving skill points, so I can't identify it. Still, no one has come to the door. It doesn't look like there's anyone home. I've come all this way to speak to Herr Sprengler, and my quest is to find the green statuette. I've played games like this before, and I know there must be some way of completing the quest. On an impulse, I bend down to the red terracotta plant pot from which sad-looking winter pansies grow. I lift the pot and find the front door key. I smile. These were more trusting times. I turn the key over in my palm, guessing that going in without permission will be breaking the law and might have an impact on my reputation score if I'm caught. I need to finish the quest, so I use the key to unlock the door and enter. The door is well-oiled, but the house is still. A stale smell lingers, the scent of old roses. The entrance hall is floored in black and white tiles. Standing there in the quiet hall, I feel a thrill of excitement. I'm a burglar. I'm smiling all over my face because of it as I step over a pile of letters. It looks like her Sprengler hasn't been home for a while. I bend down and sort through the letters. There are four with handwritten addresses, some with typed addresses that look like they come from academic publishers. One has the stamp of Freiburg University and another Edinburgh University. I feel bad about opening them, or bad about being caught, maybe. What if her Sprengler comes down the stairs and catches me opening his mail? I open the envelopes anyway. Reputation minus five. Damn, even though I'd expected it. A gentleman doesn't open another chap's post. Again, I give credit to the developers. The handwritten letters are very authentic looking. Two are in German from the same person on different dates. The writer, an Otto Reinhardt, is concerned about Harold, asking if he's well and why he hasn't written back. The third one has a Q postmark and is written in English. I look first at the name of the person who signed it, Mervyn Gerdrock. I skim it. It has a look of a game clue. I touch them to copy all the letters to my journal. Still no sign of the professor, but I feel guilty. I cut my hands to my mouth. Herr Spengler, sind Sie zu Hause? No reply, so I cough. Still nothing. It can't be in. But it's a statuette I'm after, so I decide to have a look around just in case it's conveniently sitting on a shelf. I open the door to the left, a sitting room. The window looks out onto the street I've just come from. I locate the scent of old roses, but they're not roses. Dead flowers droop rotten and sick over the tops of vases, lilies. Their orange pollen cast over the tables they stand on. A modern-looking glass table occupies the middle of the room. A copy of the Times lies on it, and on top of that, a handwritten note. I step over and read the note in English. Burglary is coming easier to me. The note says... My darling Harold, I miss you so much. I can hardly believe you've gone. All my love, Julia. The newspaper underneath is open at the obituaries I read. 
Harold Sprengler, born Dusseldorf, 10th of May, 1875, died suddenly in Hampstead, London, 3rd of March, 1927. Herr Sprengler was a noted authority on early Middle Eastern archaeology and author of several books on the subject, much missed by his friends and colleagues. Service, Highgate West Cemetery, 10th of March, 1927. No flowers. Donations to University College London School of Archaeology to establish a chair in his memory. That explains why he isn't home. I check my HUD. Game date is 13th of March, 1927. He's been buried three days. I decide to look around the house for the statuette, but have a hunch it won't be there. It just feels like the game will require another step before I can hand the quest in. I climb the stairs. Through a door to the left on the landing, I find what must have been Sprengler's bedroom. All his personal effects are packed away in two tea chests. The bed is stripped and sheets neatly folded in squares. The pillows have no pillowcases. I glance at the emptied bookshelves. No statuette in here. I'm just about to leave when I see a book lying on the floor just under the bed. Whoever has tidied up must have missed it. I stoop down. It's Sprengler's journal. In German, of course. I turn to one of the last entries. It's dated 2nd of March, 1927. I fear for my life. They're following me. M.G. accosted me at the university itself, the audacity of the man. I told him no, but I must get rid of it. I tried to sell it, but there's something about it that won't let me give it away. It's like a drug. It whispers to me in the night, and I have the most terrible nightmares. An earlier entry says, Every day it touches living flesh, it summons one of its ghastly servants. I have it wrapped in cloth, but I'm terrified of making a mistake. It plays on my mind. I want to hold it in my bare hand. But I know what that will bring. Then, M.G. has threatened me. Cooperate and come over to them, or I can't read the next few words. Something to do with noises in the night, voices, whispers. Thank God I have my gun. I pray to Jesus to save me and forgive me for what I have done. He has a gun. I try the drawers of the bedside table. One is locked. I guess whoever's tidied up. Julia, maybe, found it locked, couldn't find the key and left it. She sounded upset in the note, and it looks like she's coming back at some point. I hate to do this, but I need to see what's in that drawer, and I could really do with a gun. I go back to the kitchen and find a carving knife. Coming back into the room, I hack at the drawer. Reputation minus five. I'm down to 90 reputation, 75 sanity. I know when I lose sanity I feel ill, but what does loss of reputation do? I manage to hack and leave the drawer open. In there is a pistol. My HUD identifies it as a Browning semi-automatic pistol FN model, 1910-22. The wiki tells me a variant of this pistol was used to assassinate the Archduke Ferdinand. I pick it up, and it feels heavy in my hand. I have no holster, so I stuff it into my jacket pocket. There's also a box of 9mm cartridges. I open it and eight are missing, so I guess they're in the pistol's magazine unless they've been fired. I check and see the gun hasn't been fired. I even smell it. No cordite. I put the box with its remaining cartridges into my pocket, and my inventory now records the browning in 42 times 9 millimeter rounds. Within 15 minutes, I've checked downstairs and all the rooms upstairs for the statuette. I guess it has either been stolen by this M.G., and I have a suspicion Sprengler's sudden death isn't innocent either, or maybe Sprengler has given it to Julia. 
I'm running this through my head on the upstairs landing when the front door opens and I shrink back into the shadows. Julia must have come back to finish squaring away. How the hell am I going to explain this? I foresee a large drop in my reputation score. The door closes behind whoever has entered. Then, it's like a shadow crosses the sun. The light dims and silence deepens. I hold my hand up to feel the air. It's true. The temperature has dropped as well. Something moves down in the entrance hall. For some reason, I think, something rather than someone. Another movement. There's definitely something down there. Something with a heavy tread. I can't believe this is Julia. I hear rasping breath as it moves and I know I don't want to meet it. It's gone into the living room and come out again. I know this isn't human. I feel fear and my sanity takes another hit. I'm now 70 sanity. It climbs the stairs, its weight pressing down on each tread. I turn and try to slip away as quietly as I can. I glance at my HUD and equip my pistol. The gun's weight is reassuring, but my heart's hammering as I back away from the stairs. The thing coming up is slow. I'm not sure if it's been careful. Maybe it knows I'm here. It's still out of sight, but I hear its tread like a hellish metronome, step after step, its breath as stertorous as a blown lung. I grip the browning hard. My pistol skill is twenty due to my army service, but I'm no crack shot. I was a chaplain, after all. I back away to the end of the landing. There's a door to my right. I check it and find it's a toilet, not a bathroom, just a porcelain toilet sitting there, water dripping inside the white cistern. I step into the tiny room and close and bolt the door. I'm just in time, the things on the landing standing still. There's a sound of sniffing. It's trying to scent me. There's a window just behind me, quietly as I can. I put down the toilet lid and step up on it in my shiny black shoes so I can undo the window catch. There's the tiniest fumble. I curse my clumsy fingers for the noise and stop. I even stop breathing. It sniffs again and moves towards the toilet door. The only safety is to get out of the window, whether it hears me or not. It tries the handle. My hands shake as I grab the wooden window frame to move it open. Behind me, the door shudders as whatever it is tries to shove it open. I hear it talk, but it's no language I've ever heard outside of a nightmare. Words like beetles scuttling over a coffin, a voice like asphyxiation as it gasps and gulps. With both hands I push the sash window up and squeeze my way out onto a sloping slate roof. I get my legs down and my shoes hold. I teeter there looking at the slope. The roof overlooks a small back garden. This fall is a fractured leg over a broken neck. I make a choice. Anything is better than turning round and seeing what's behind me. I slide over the slates going down fast on my backside till my heels catch in the guttering, saving me from falling. A slim, dark-haired woman in a dark coat turns and looks up from the garden to see me clatter down the slates. Hey, she shouts, what on earth are you doing? Before she sees, I put my gun away. She's looking up, frowning and puzzled. I guess my clerical collar throws her off. Few burglars are priests. I'm still shaking as I lower myself from the roof while she stands back, angry but wary. I drop to the floor. I'm so sorry, I say, but we need to leave. Leave? No, I must sort out Harold's things today. I was just tidying the garden before I went in. I see, she has a trowel in her hand. You're Julia. She nods. What are you doing in the house? 
which is still very suspicious. It's a long story, but there's something in the house, something dangerous. She shakes her head. What on earth are you talking about, Reverend? Reverend Cadmon? I don't understand what you're doing in the house. A choice flashes up on my HUD. Deceive, 0%. Seduce, 2%. Intimidate, 3%. Recruit, 0%. Persuade, 15%. I hit persuade. The dice rolls on my HUD. Failure. You have failed to persuade Julia. I tried talking to her again. Listen, I have to leave. You should too. And even if you stay in God's name, don't go into the house. Then I think maybe the thing in the house might come out. It's broad daylight, but it might come out. I grab her hand. Reverend Cadmon! She glares and snatches back her hand, listening for the front door opening and that thing coming round. I beg. Please, Julia, come with me. I hit persuade again. This time, thank the Lord, I'm successful, but she doesn't move. I rub my hand of my bald, sweating pate. Come with me, please. She frowns. Very well, I'll come. But I don't understand why you're so concerned about me going into the house. Julia follows me down the side passage and opens a small door from the garden to the street. I'd missed this door completely when I was thinking of how to get into the house. We step out onto Holly Lane. I feel better on the street, but I still don't want to linger around that house. I look back. I still have a quest to complete. Then I have a thought. You were at the funeral? She nods. Of course. I talk fast. I have no skill points in deception. So this is all me. I say, I knew Harold from an excavation in Iraq. I met him two years ago at Woolies Dig at Ur. As I lie, my reputation takes a further hit of minus five. She frowns harder. I wonder whether she believes me, I blurt. But I haven't seen him since. I was in the area and I, I thought I'd call in. I'm not sure she's buying my bullshit, she says sternly. How did you get into the house? The front door was open. No, it wasn't. Busted, I shrug and give her one smile. Would you like to come for a cup of tea? I hit persuade again, and it works again. God must be on my side today. I suppose I could, she says. I want to look sympathetic, so I cock my head to indicate empathy. The clerical collar must help. I'd just like to know about Harold's death. It was so sudden. She nods, and she sounds sad, and her eyes fill with tears. Yes, it's terrible. I don't have a handkerchief to offer her. Luckily, she's got one of her own, and she takes it and damps her eyes. As we walk down the Holly Hill towards Hampstead High Street, I see a woman in a black coat coming our way. She's staring at us, but I ignore her. This may be an odd question, Julia. Julia is staring at the newcomer. I glance back, irritated. The newcomer comes up and greets Julia like an old friend. Julia smiles. Remembering her manners, Julia says, This is my friend, Miss Courtney. I turn to Miss Courtney and bow. She's sizing me up. Suddenly, she reveals she's a player. The blue name flashes up above her head. Miranda Courtney, level one assassin. Miranda! Looking at the name above my head, she says, A level one priest call Adam, huh? I wonder. Miranda, it's me! Who else could it be? I thought you weren't going to play. It's a long story. You're here because you missed me, she grins. No, I mean, yes, of course, but that's not why I... Julia coughs. I turn. Sorry, Julia. I know Miranda from somewhere else. I get that itching in the middle of my head again, but ignore it. Miss Courtney, Miranda corrects. Julia purses her lips. And I'd rather you called me Miss Armstrong if you don't mind, Reverend Cadmon. She looks like she's going to walk off, and I can't have that. There's the quest to visit, and I need her. 
but I have a burning question first. She pauses, waiting for me to speak. I was just going to ask, what is it? Are you real too? Julia stops, narrows her eyes and says, I beg your pardon. <laughs> 